nobody welcomes you to the newly expanded Get This with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. What was Sylvester Stallone flinging from his balcony yesterday? Your chance to win Sly's discarded steroids today on Get This. Oh, what's going on? Oh, look, some people are on mic. mic. Others didn't go to the meeting, Try clearly. There I am, Ron Jeremy, <laughs> widening his appeal. Is he really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it possible to widen it further? <laughs> uh, Beck Hewitt, where are your questions for Beck Hewitt, people? I don't know. Where is that segment? I That's think the listeners are probably to. asking. What's been taken down from YouTube now? Uh, and yeah. is someone trying to pick you up? Tony Moclair right. is going to be joining us uh, for the second hour. We got anything else? Personal ad. We'll help you find love. Get this style. All right. What about some stupid crime? There's always Works. time for that. Phone pranks gone horribly wrong. It's all <laughs> coming up on Get This with Tony Martin, Ed Cavalier, and the one-man mile-high club that is Richard <laughs> Marsland. I think he's an outstanding addition. Had to be Paul Kelly before too long here at Get This around the nation on Triple M. Good morning, everybody. I'd be Tony Martin. Ed Cavalier's here. Don't oh. worry. He's there. Look. Oh, steady on. It's Richard Marslin. <laughs> <laughs> He'll push any button he sees. Yeah, welcome aboard, Richard. I apologise for the... Uh, what happened, Rich? The yeah. microphone. A, a couple of bats flew out mm. from under the panel. <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong is wrong somewhere. So. so we've moved out of the haunted studio into the slightly less haunted studio, but still kind of weird. Yeah. Mm. Look, it doesn't matter if mics don't work in a radio station. <laughs> Everybody knows that. I'll put it immediately in the bitch book. Does the... Uh, <laughs> Does the button that fires off, you know, Mondo Rock still work? Then we're sweet. In the clear. We're sweet. <laughs> that one never breaks Is the pasta zoo button still working? Then we're right. What is a pasta zoo? I've no, no idea. I don't know, but it sounds delicious. Uh, what was Sly Stallone piffing off his balcony yesterday? They've raided, apparently, his jet. Oh, his jet. After he was seen allegedly... Or have they raided Jet, the band? Oh, just in an unrelated... <laughs> just for Sly. Yeah, looking for some old Rolling Stones numbers. Oh, hello. No, uh, they've raided the Jet because he was seen allegedly trying to dump illegal substances from the balcony of his hotel. Now, if you're being followed everywhere oh, by the paparazzi yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. trying to get rid of like some small bottles of pills... Yeah, yeah. Would your first option be just pop out on the balcony and fling them out there? <laughs> um, my first option? Yeah. Shelving. <laughs> really? Down the toilet, surely? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, down the toilet. Yeah. Uh, in someone else's room. But maybe. Yeah, in someone else's room service. Yeah. Just into the clam shower they're about to have for lunch. Yeah, drink this Bock one. them up a bit. Not that one, this one. <laughs> but out on the balcony. Nah, did they? Did anyone catch them? Did anyone, has anyone, you know? You'd think they would retrieve them before they'd rush off to the jet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on So he got away with it. That works, basically. Yeah, yeah. So if, if we, Rich, next time you've got contraband, yeah. right, if you make a shiv or something and the cops are coming to get you, <laughs> turf it off a, a balcony. A hotel balcony. None yeah. the wiser. Done. Good, good, good way to get stuff. Yeah. Just... Hang around balconies, you know, just waiting with other people, <laughs> arms out, seeing what you can catch. Hoping that Sly's upstairs. <laughs> but surely the paparazzi would have got a shot of him on the fling, or would there be footage on YouTube, oh, maybe? The tube. No, take it down. Tube. Oh, what take is going on? They're taking stuff down. We're taking heaps of stuff down. We, You got me on to watching all Steve Martin's old stand-up routines. On the on Tonight Show. Gold. Unbelievable. Stand-up for dogs, best one ever. <laughs> yeah. All of those taken down. The great yeah. Flydini is no more. Is no more. So surely this was going to happen. Definitely. I mean, once YouTube gets bought by a proper company... Other proper companies are going to go, well, I see what you mean. We That's don't what's want you, happened. Don't want you making money off our clips. So all the stuff 
I mean, eventually, will all the stuff that people actually want to see just have to be taken down for yeah. legal reasons? It'll be nothing but people doing impersonations yeah. of their friend Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a li- apparently, uh, yeah, uh, 100,000 clips authorised to the Viacom television company have been removed. But uh, the one where the bloke uh, rides a wheelie bin into a canal, gets up and runs <laughs> off in his underpants, is still there. Is it? Don't panic, along with the girl in her bedroom reviewing Garden State, the cat just sleeping for 10 minutes, and the guy uh, dressed as one of the Borg doing flips on a trampoline. They're still there and legal. The cat, is, is that cat, did you make the cat run up? No, that's, that's all for real. <laughs> that's on there. You can't wait for us to go to a song now, right? I can't hold 10 minutes. But this wheelie bin thing, that is out yeah, of control. that sounds good. Wheelie bin thieves are striking all over Australia. Are they? And apparently many of the bins are being used for wheelie bin racing. Oh, I wasn't aware that this was going on. All right, hang on. Yeah. Can I, can I, okay, so well, let me guess. Top of a hill. Yeah. Uh, in. I get in a wheelie bin. Get in the wheelie bin. And Maybe uh, you've modified it. Maybe there's some mags. <laughs> do I then, does someone push me or do I just go? Oh, look, once the camera's running, it's just every man for himself. <laughs> and hopefully you'll end up in a canal. But the bin will fall over. Yeah, it's all part of the fun. Oh, I love it. I it's love it. all part of the fun. And video footage of the bin races is extremely popular. One of the most popular... Uh, clicks okay. on YouTube. Now, you're going to start getting paid if yeah. your YouTube thing gets heaps and heaps of clicks. Is that of right? Clicks. Is that true? Thing. Yeah, it is true. So what, what, I'm, what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing here is that we get a wheelie bin, the three yeah. of us, yeah. big enough for the three of us. Right, right. Everyone's got a cape on. <laughs> we'll take, I'll, I'll say this now, we will take you on, listeners. <laughs> Anyone who wants to take us on in a wheelie bin race, <laughs> yeah. you, all you have to do is supply the hill that's next to a, like a body of water, and Richard, Tony, and I are there. That is a, you know what that is? That's a promise. <laughs> I like it. Really? We've heard of them before. Yeah, no, this is a this is a real promise. And then we film it and we put it on YouTube. And that's, we make some cash. People are going nuts for this. This is great. And there have been, you know, think about it. How many revolutions have there been in the Australian film industry? Back in the 30s with mm. Frank Fring Studios mm. and the George Wallace mm. comedies. The oh, first who films, could forget? The first films that Australians actually were willing to pay to go and see. Yeah. Then in the 70s, yeah. the rebirth of the industry again oh. with Picnic at Hanging Rock. And uh, they're a weird mob, aren't they? And now people stealing wheelie bins heralds the dawn of a new era of Australian <laughs> filmmaking. <laughs> what a bold new future we're staring down the barrel of. I think it's Beresford's going to get involved. Mm. Miller will get involved. Lerman. Don't tell me Lerman wouldn't want a wheelie bin race. He'll have a massive wheelie bin with angel wings stuck on it. No story. (laughs) (laughs) But beautiful cinematography. But lovely. Oh, lovely shots. Lovely shots. Beautiful shots. Look at that McGregor fellow. He can sing. Did you know he can sing? He can sing. I've heard that new film he's doing, Australia. Yeah. Australia sounds a little Deadwood to me. No. Well, what happens in Deadwood? Mrs. Garrett moves yeah. to a town. Yeah. Posh lady from the yeah. city moves to the town. Husband killed. Mm-hmm. Has to run the mine mm-hmm. herself at the mercy of local mm-hmm. swear engine mm-hmm. types. Mm-hmm. Isn't that exactly what happens to Nicole Kidman? I've got two words deal? for you. Yeah. Far and away. Oh. Mm. Okay. Far and away too, you think we're heading for? Maybe. All right. I've just got one bit of show business news here. The Monty Python musical Spamalot oh, yes. is coming. Oh dear! That's no, that's apparently good. Yeah, that's coming. But to the a casting, I'm worried about. Oh, oh yeah, okay. True. Yeah, that's a whole other segment. Yeah. But now Eric Idle has announced he's doing uh, another Monty Python musical based on Life of Brian. Oh yeah. But surely he's already used "Always Look on the Bright oh, Side yeah. of Life" in Spamalot. 
He pinched that yeah. for Spamalot. So how's he going to end this? How's he going to end the Life of Brian musical when he's already used the best song? Maybe he'll pinch the Galaxy song from The Meaning of Life. That could work. That's always been a better song to me anyway. Ooh. A Lumberjack song. Yeah, the that... Lumberjack song. Or maybe just go with this. Nights might sad In Cavalry. Never reach to the end. Oh, an old favourite. Hello, everyone who's just tuning in. Something or other. <laughs> Something else. All right, let's go to some music so he can check out the wheelie bin races. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, the John Butler Trio. Here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. And, uh, Do yourself you know. a favour. Uh, go to YouTube, <laughs> yeah, type in you... Sleeping Cat. Oh. That's today taken care of. Footage of a cat sleeping, it's like a Not bizarre... a cat, many different cats. The Warhol thing going wrong. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to see they're still there. <laughs> yeah. They're the backbone of YouTube. <laughs> Face it, sleeping cats. 6,000 people can't be wrong. 23,000 people have watched three and a half minute one. They can't be wrong. Yeah, uh, but a lot of people have bought Hinder too. So. Oh. Now, look, we're getting a lot more music in the show these days, yeah. and I think we're possibly to be commended for that. Mm-hmm. But I notice others are now following in our footsteps. The news, don't they love slipping a song oh, in on the These days, it helps, them. it helps people keep attention, you know? Yeah. I taped a bit off the news last night. You want to have a listen to it? Love to. Check this out. Well, the banks come in for their share of criticism, but who can be surprised when it's apparently easy for a common household moggy to get a credit card? (laughs) As you'll see, it was a case of while the cat's away, common sense flies away for one Aussie battler who found himself running up quite a tabby. Ted Blurn has the story. What's new, pussycat? It's as ridiculous as it sounds. This is Mrs. Snuffles, a cat with a credit card. Pussycat, pussycat, I've got flowers. That's right, a four-legged Rockefeller with a very own line of credit. In fact, money's not a problem for this cashed-up kitty thanks to a ridiculous cock-up at the bank. As mistakes go, this was a doozy. Customer Mickey Dimmick was convinced bank security wasn't all it could be, and so Mickey decided to find out for himself. Oh, look, I'm not a criminal. I'm just an ordinary bloke. So this ordinary battler applied for a second credit card for Mrs. Snuffles. What's new, pussycat? And now she's running up bills and is addicted to spending. It's my wife and it's my life. It seems the heroine of this story was a humble four-legged puss. I'm sorry, uh, we seem to be experiencing some technical problems with that story. Uh, On a more serious note, news of more fighting on the Iran-Iraq border. This report from BBC News. While the fighting continues unabated here on the border of Iran... Despite the increase in troop numbers, many locals are asking one simple question. What's new, pussycat? When will this madness end? 
Wouldn't it be wonderful if somehow a peace accord could be struck? Many are starting to ask, just what is George W. Bush thinking? Oh, look, I'm sorry there seems to be an excess of inappropriate music selections in today's bulletin, so uh, I guess it's time to throw to a break. Oh, excuse me, you're making it very hard to... This is the Nightly Network News. And after this break, the moving funeral of Anna Nicole Smith. Stop that. Oh, that's excessive. (laughs) That's pretty much exactly a story I heard. But you showed me today. What a current affair. How many times could they get the shot of the, the cat's paw with a visa card under it? And the, it's just shots of the cat sprinting from the camera, scared as. <laughs> with what's he pussy cat. And then they, they keep cutting to the credit card and just the cash register noise. <laughs> shing, shing. It's like Murray Tregoning's doing the news now. Uh, how come all of your characters, like each new character sounds more like Robin Leach than the last? <laughs> Dion Warwick, (laughs) daughter of a Harlem subway conductor who grew up dreaming of solid gold toilets. (laughs) Every character is called Ted Blurn now, you'll notice too. But maybe your mistake is it's a bit of a stalker, isn't he, old Blurny? Ted Blurn is one of our sponsors. Does a fine pap smear. (laughs) Apparently. Uh, we've got a program to get on with. Let's have some more music. Get this. That's Sugar Ray every morning. Here, get this around the nation on Triple M. Just time for a quick uh, war update. Oh, yeah. I understand John Howard is uh, sending more stuff over to Iraq. I wouldn't, uh, at the margin, uh, rule out some additional trainers because uh, trainers are very important. Mm. That's good. Shoes. (laughs) Send them over some shoes. Having trainers helps them stand on their own two feet. It's true. (laughs) It certainly does. Beautiful. Wasn't expecting that second one. That was great. That's a bit of Richard Marsland's work right there. Hey, Marsland. Listening out. Do they call them trainers anymore? People call them trainers. Uh, I do. (laughs) My BKs. Um, Chris called Cecilia uh, while we were doing the uh, Sugar Ray's finest work and said uh, that if we look on YouTube for The Farting Baby... Oh, now, I've heard a lot of good reviews about The Farting Baby on YouTube. Right. Now, then I said, well, I'm going to beat him with facts, dude, because I reckon that more people want to watch Sleeping Cats than Farting Babies. Really? Chris, I stand corrected, because the the one entitled It's So Fun, Farting Baby, and then it (laughs) says, the, the byline is, a baby enjoying her fart has got... Three and a half million viewers. <laughs> a baby enjoying a fart. Now, oh, is that because there's a talcum powder going in? No, no, no. The talcum powder one is is got pretty much nobody likes that. That's only had two hundred thousand viewers. It's a very popular trick when Russell Gilbert does it. I'm sure you. <laughs> does he really? <laughs> well, apparently. Good on you, Gilbo. <laughs> I, put it on there, Gilbo. Get it on YouTube. <laughs> Make some like heaps of cash because they they're paying for these things it's now. Like, according to Mick Malloy, when Gilbo gets going with the talcum powder, it's like an ACDC flashbot show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always privileged when Russell Gilbert puts on a show anywhere. You know That's what I mean? He, uh, he's amazing. He, right. he lightens up any room. He works a crowd. He, he works in traffic too. He's often sighted singing at the top of his voice in heavy traffic. <laughs> really? We need to get him back in here. Incredible. Right. Uh, you've been sitting on... On that Beck Cartwright deal since I think November of last year. <laughs> what the hell is it? Listen, Beck Cartwright, is that her name? 
Beck Hewitt, thank you. Oh, pardon um, me. I'm still living in the last century. Australia's first lady, Beck Hewitt, uh, she's asking us to get to send in her, her questions into one of the women's mags, mm. New Day or something. Yeah. Uh, but people are and I want us, I would like listeners, I've been saying this mm. for months, mm. I want the listeners to write in our questions for Beck and we will get Beck to answer them. Oh, okay. And they're not doing it. Well, surely somebody's sending in questions. Nobody sent anything. Well, what kind of questions are you proposing okay. people send Here we go. in? Look, this is the kind of thing that they send to women's whatever. You must be so proud of Mia. She's gorgeous and looks just like Leighton. Well, there's a problem. Mm. Uh, but you guys think she's going to be a girly girl type or a sporty girl type. Thank mm. you, Jackie, via mm. the email. Yeah. Beck yeah. says blah 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 blah. Right, yeah. this is not what we're looking for. No, what would we're, our listeners? What do we want them to send in? Right. Upskirting, downblasting. Which do you prefer, Beck? <laughs> A or B? Kind of Make a choice, Beck. What's, the revolution's coming. <laughs> Whose side are you on? What's your favourite Nick Kershaw gold? This track? is what I'm saying. So all, all I want <laughs> is for people to send in their mm. questions for Beck. We will answer them on the program. All right. Detailed questions. Uh, I can wh- hear filth. I can hear them typing mm. filth. Yep. Not too much filth. What was that show that she did? Uh, host- Abermania. What was that like? Was that a series or a one-off? No, one-off. it was a one-off. She just said that they were like the best band and then she threw to them and people sang their songs. <laughs> okay, it was sounds, great. Sounds fantastic. Maybe yeah. there's a, a gig for her on the Crime Investigation Network. Oh, she's fast becoming wow. our yeah. favourite network you here. Can talk, but well, nothing else. Yeah, I mean, it is the home of... Get the... He looks so confident. Yeah, that was the most casual I've ever seen him. <laughs> he looked away as he pressed it. He had a There's cigar issues. and a martini. There's issues. Yeah, it's with you. There's, he's pointing at the computer. Oh, Maybe it's a job for the Crime <laughs> Investigation Network. Uh, there was a cops marathon last oh, night, though. Really? How Any, you don't really? know me action? Well, uh, you know, like normally they just play cops in like 25 minute breaks, but last night it was like a two and a half hour. Yep. Surely there was buffet. at least one man in his underpants saying, You don't know me! Yeah, any of us, surely. Guys with their tops off. Uh, yeah. There was a couple of car chasers, guys driving on nothing but their rims. <laughs> uh, enjoyed that, but there was, <laughs> there was another guy. You know how the, the guys. How far that, do they get on their rim? <laughs> pretty far. He went through five counties, man. Um, but there was one guy who, um, someone had a fire going in their house, and the cop was really confident. He was talking to the camera saying, There's a fire going at this place. I've got to go and save the uh, occupant uh, inside before the fire truck gets here. He rolls up and he's trying to bash down the door. It's a screen door. It won't give. Yeah. And he's going, there's a fire in the house. Get out. And he, he smashes four windows, manages to break through the window, gets the lady out in her, in her nightgown, this old woman, and then he discovers that the fire was in the house next door. <laughs> So what and do you do? Just push it back through the window? How do you file that one? You know, yeah, this is uh, quite an embarrassment for the cops, like normally. I have got. Here's a great crime story. Listen Ooh. to this one. Uh, Macedonian police arrested two men who stole two bridges <laughs> and tried to sell them as scrap metal. Uh, police said uh, man one and man two had taken the two ten meter bridges down <laughs> piece by piece, but a scrap dealer. Got suspicious <laughs> yeah. when 20 truckloads mm. containing 200 tons of steel turned up at his yard. He got suspicious when there was toll booths with toll collectors still in them on the back of the truck. <laughs> hey, where'd you get the bridge? <laughs> oh, plugged down the pub. Said it fell off the back of, um, well, an even bigger bridge, in fact, <laughs> somehow. Is that enough stupid crime for one program? Do. Hey, what about uh, people trying to pick you up? Yes. They're always good oh, to talk about. Yeah, you know it. That'll be next. Hit the right button, Mr. Marslitz. Get this. A 400 kilo dead weight. Brought to you by Cliff Banks, the water patrolman.
<laughs> all the natural cheese and roasted veggies you need right here on Get This Around mm-hmm. the Nation on Triple all E. All veggies. Uh, Richard Marsland is here uh, pushing G'day. buttons. And, Ed, I think I found a possible job opportunity for him. Cecilia's just brought this in, found this on the internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's one of those sites where they have, you know, gigs for people in the television film industry. Oh, dear. Hosts needed for sex, health, and relationship program. I think it's on Channel 31 Community Television. Yeah, I'll take care of business there. What uh, What's the gig? <laughs> I'll pass it over. Okay, there you go. great. Follow that one up. Sit on the side and crack wise. The Naughty Rude Show. Ah. <laughs> it's pretty much what you used to do with Bessie Bardot, isn't it? On yeah. another network till it was axed. It's certainly a better name for it. <laughs> what are you, uh, what time are we talking? Uh, Breakfast? All right, yeah. I was on another radio station. You've obviously <laughs> people who watch community television will no, be I mean. across some of your work. Uh, the prof, I understand you pop yeah. up as the prof on community TV. You're like, Ed, you're like the Eddie Maguire of Channel 31, Rich. Yeah. I think I'm in also there, appearing in, on everything. In, in, yes, you in, in Ryan Shelton's girlfriend's uh, show. Oh, I'm in that. Yeah. 20 something. Yeah, 20 Jess something. Harris's show. And this yeah. is on community yeah, yeah. TV as well? Yeah. We, well, we rule community well, we TV. Don't. I was on the shambles. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. That's where it's at. We've yeah, got that right. network sewn mm-hmm. right Moguls. up. Moguls. Moguls, we are. Uh, we have a new podcast up, our sixth one for the year. I know. Because 40 minutes. Really? 40 minutes. Who's in it? Uh, you've got a bit of Simon Palomares, yes. a bit of George McEncroe. Garrow. Uh, the Prime Minister is in there. Yep. Um, talking about uh, wastage and seepage. Oh, it's all good. It's all free. Good. Go good. to the Triple M website. Good. Go to the Get This page. Yep. Go to iTunes. Yep. It's free. I might just point that again. It's free. Right. People think it's some sort of coin generating kind of deal we've got going it's, with it's the not? podcast. No. Uh, it's all free. Uh, and now, <laughs> let's have some free music. Oh, courtesy. Uh-oh. Ed, could you do something that Uh-oh. sounds mm. kind of like it might have been on the White Album? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can. When you're ready. Uh, okay. Uh, piano and vocals. Two, three, four. <gasps> Please. And that's Jet Shine on here. Get this on Triple M. Around the nation. Let's go climbing. Salt <laughs> back. And what I have written down today on the topic sheet, are they trying to pick me up? Bang. What does that mean? Uh, All right. First things first. Yesterday, me flatmate cat, um, in between the 17 hours of crap television she forces us to watch, (laughs) neighbours, and then home and away in a row. Have you ever sat through that? No, neither. It's the same looks, just on different faces. (laughs) I reckon you could just get, you know... Mannequins and yeah. superimpose slightly different faces and just move them. It's it's. Yeah. <laughs> how did your you've got a buddy on there? Though. A couple of buddies on there. Yeah, how do they go with the expressions? They're doing them properly. <laughs> They're getting it done. They're falling in love far too quickly <laughs> and having horrific accidents. Uh, good on them, yeah. I say. Anyway, she works for advertising slash marketing, mm. and uh, she called us. This guy called up, said he was maybe thinking about advertising with them. Right, found right. out she had an English accent. Yeah, and then he sent her an email saying, "Oh, you know what? This business opportunity. We should discuss it over a drink." Oh. And she said, "Is he trying to pick me up?" Oh. Yes, he is. Right, and you know, yeah. best of luck. Also, yesterday I was at the gym. Yes, and a dude. I was doing something, and the dude next to me goes, uh, "You from uh, Triple M?" Yeah. I said, "Well, for the moment." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he said, "Oh, you know, I uh, I really like the show." And I was like, "Oh, thanks, man. That's that's very kind." And he asked the, asked me the normal seventeen hundred questions I get about you. Oh, really? Uh, no, he didn't actually, but I just gave him the spiel oh, because yeah. I'm, I'm ready for them. Yeah. How much time does Tone spend on it? 
Does he really not have any kids? Is he a nerd? <laughs> is he crazy? You know, et cetera, et cetera. Yes to all of those. Uh, and then I thought, you know, I was like, you know, this guy's kind of cool. I thought, you know, normally it's nerds, judging by my MySpace. If yeah. you're a shirtless nerd, then that's who you, that you listen to our show. Right. And then he said, and then the giveaway. There's always okay. a giveaway. He goes, oh, by the way, just, I, just, I, just, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but your podcast, your podcast. Yes. I said, yeah. He says, well, what, what's the day today? I said, it's uh, the 19th. Yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah, because the podcast is up and it's dated the 20th. <laughs> Probably should call Tone and tell him. It's like those weird when you get a new idea a week ahead. Yeah, and I, was, and, I was, and I was like, good to see that nerds are still with us. So, That's Daniel, just love it, is he? Maddie on the pots and pans was even faster than we thought he'd be. Right. Are you asking me whether that guy was trying to pick you up? He, wa- I don't think he was. Oh, okay. I think they're always trying to sort of pick you up through me. Right. Mm. Oh. That's kind of what's going on. So, should we do this today? So, people will call up, give us a scenario. A scenario? Where they think someone might be trying to crack on. Yep. Someone might be trying to crack yeah, on. Ever yeah. happened to you, Tone? Well, I get a lot of emails, and I'm not sure if um, you know the people at West Excelsior were trying to crack on oh. with their offers of gold and <laughs> um, you know peerages. <laughs> uh, this is an email that arrived in my box yesterday, and once again, this is word for word, <laughs> and I believe it's poetry. Have a listen. Are you really looking for a job? One of the biggest finance company of the East Europe glad to offered excellent work guaranteeing real money for you. Latvia International Incorporated founded was in 1990 by a team of antiquity expert. But due to sufficient perfection banking service, we have some difficulties in transfers of cash. Today, we look for financial assistance that will be responsible for accepting payments from clients through bank transfer. We are believe that you can get good future and achievements in our business. If our offer is interesting, please feel free. For more information, our crew of human resources is ready to answer both of your questions. Sincerely, yours, Latvia International Incorporated. Is that not poetry? They are ready to answer both of your questions. Man alive. So this is this deal that people call us up about where it's basically money laundering. And there's a lot of it about. And they're very seductive with their... Rose. <laughs> Marsland, anyone try to pick you up? Uh, well, I've had a friend for about 10... How did your girlfriend pick you up? 10 years. Uh, long story. Uh, oh, well, we've from, got plenty of time. <laughs> uh, 10 years, and uh, I've known her since uni, and she's mm-hmm. she's Sexy. English, and she lives in England. Sexy. Right. And, but every birthday of mine, every Christmas, every Easter, she always sends me a present and a card and I've never written to her I've never uh, sent her a card playing hard to get Mars and I feel awful but she's such a nice person she always writes me this newsletter you know yeah, yeah. about everything that's going on I'm not sure if she's had a crush that's she's sexy in years. Uh, she's yeah she's she's very attractive oh yeah hey so what's your plan yeah. she's got a quality I'm going to give it another 10 yeah, yeah right. <laughs> see how we go keep her on the line see if the gifts improve <laughs> uh, alright I right. fear that once again the topic may be too confusing. Here's what we want: call us if you think someone may be trying to crack onto you. Yeah, and we will help. we will say either yes they are, mm-hmm. no they're not, or um, yeah, or we'll direct you to Latvia International. <laughs> Keep in mind they are one of the biggest finance company of the East Europe. We will answer both your questions. One triple three five three. Give us a call. <laughs> 
Yes, Blue Sky Mine, there is the uh, Shadow Minister for the Environment yeah. here. I'll get this on Triple M. Uh, we're asking, is someone trying to crack onto you? Who's going first here? Hi, John. G'day, guys. How are you? All right. What happened? I, uh, I went around to a mate's place to uh, play NHL hockey on his Xbox. Oh, and when yeah? He, when he turned his telly on, there was a porno movie running in the background. Oh, okay. Oh. Was that just something he had queued up from a previous bout, or...? shock value, I think. Oh, right. And you suspect he may have been cracking on. Well, yeah, you never know with this bloke. He's a funny sort of a fella. Yeah. Is that right? Is his name Bob Crane? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey, um... <laughs> we used to uh, that used that happened at our place in, oh, really? uh, when I lived in Newtown. Really? Yeah, uh, one of our flatmates was forever putting on Carnal Cadets, <laughs> seeing if it would catch on. Yeah. You uh, don't want to see that, John. Uh, is the title of the film uh, fit for broadcast? Can I ask? Oh, John, are you still there? No, he's hung up. Oh, oh he's okay. Done. Had enough. Sorry, John. Carnal Cadets. He's gone now. Cavalry's trying to crack on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do anything. All right, Pat. How are you? Oh well, thanks, Jens. Yourself? Very well. What happened? Um, about eight years ago, I was uh, on these chat programs, as, as you do when you're in your mid-twenties and the internet's a new thing and you're yes. searching the net, going berserk. Mm. Um, out of left field pops up a wee little message um, saying, would you like to have a chat to a cheeky babe from Melbourne? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Cavalier, oh, that's exactly what I thought. My eyes lit up. I've gone, you beauty, high fives, punch in the sky. Um, we actually did meet. Yeah. Uh, I was unfashionably late by about two hours. Right. Uh, extremely underdressed yeah. in uh, sloppy, worn-out 80s gear. Yeah. Uh, went to the fabulous keg, which is now unfortunately closed down. Oh, tragic. Yes. Oh, very tragic moment that was. Um, but essentially we eloped to Fiji a couple of years back. You're kidding. No, now I have an eight-month-old son. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And so this bloke was cracking onto you? This bloke was cracking onto you. Although it took a while. I mean, once um, the leg hairs were removed, we were... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, you don't often hear a sort of, you know, happy ending. Well, not of this nature on this uh, this kind of segment. Uh, Well, congratulations, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, we're, We're kind of, yeah, in that put the space in place, so uh, thank you, gentlemen, and yeah. uh, love the new format. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> I love the new format. Thank, thank you very thank much. You, Pat, you're trying to pick me up. Good uh, to see the program directors are listening. <laughs> Hello, LJ, how are you? Good mate, how are you? Very good. What's going on? Listen, mate, a long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> thank good. you. Look, uh, this is the situation. I'm a courier delivery driver in town, Yeah. and we've got a female head chef at one of the restaurants who's a super close talker. D- yep. Oh, right. Definitely trying to pick you up. Next time it happens, LJ, yes. just if, you, if you're into it, right, just yep, lean yep. in and kiss him. See oh, what, really? Oh, see what happens. <laughs> you know? Just bust out. Is, is there an in-between point? Is there, is there a mid-range point I can gauge it? You know what you could do? What's that? They start talking. You know, you put your finger up to their lips. You're like, shh, don't speak. That kind of deal. And then go in for a kiss, hey? Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Come on, LJ. I'm going there now. I'm on my way there now. Oh, LJ, best of luck. Are the porno movies right, uh, LJ? (laughs) Is it being a courier just nonstop action? Mate, oh, I'm only new. Oh, well. <laughs> this is my first big mission. Call oh? us back in a week. <laughs> Best of luck. On the job, as it were. Uh, thank you, LJ. Hello, Ian. How you going? Really good. What happened? That's good. Uh, well, a few years ago, I was um, Chad Younger. Yeah. Um, and I was in high school, and I was a musician, and uh, I was after a bit of a cheeky babe. It was a bit of a singer. Yeah. I was a bit of a guitarist and singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so this is slightly opposite to what you're asking, but I thought I'd add it anyway. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, we'll That's take okay. anything. Okay. Let's get this. Yeah. Not the 7.30 hey, I'll give report. I'll the result too if you want. Yeah. Well. And um, I thought, okay, yep. Yeah. Hey, interested in doing a duet? Yeah, no worries. And it was the long and winding road, you know, oh, the Beatles track. Oh, yes. So, you know, it was very, very heartfelt sort of track. And I really meant all the lyrics I was singing. And um, it took her three years to realise what I was after. And, uh, yeah, just at the end, I was like, uh, I just want to be friends. Oh. oh, well, see, you've chosen the long and winding road. Yeah. That's, you really yeah, should have gone straight to, I yeah, like your pants day, around your feet. Sexy back or there, you go. there you go. That's always good. Lastly, Steve, how are you? Good, thanks. What, how are you? What happened, mate? Um, there was a I was seeing a street performer in uh, Collins Street. You were what? You, you were seeing a street performer? Oh, you were watching one. Yeah, yeah I was watching one. Bit oh, of great. A around, and uh, he came up with the microphone and said, uh, "Who would like to see me do the Macarena?" And put the mic in my face, and I said, "I'd rather see Carl Stefanovic do the robot." Yes, <laughs> Carl Stefanovic do the robot. And how did that go? And uh, tumbleweeds, no one. <laughs> yeah, know the feeling, buddy. But then one girl started laughing, and I thought, oh, yeah. And then uh, as we walked away, she uh, she said, who's Carl Stefanovic? <laughs> Was that that uh, other woman who hosts the show with him, buddy? Yeah. Jess? <laughs> Jessica Rowe. Uh, you know what, Steve, you're in, bro. <laughs> No, I'll have to go find her somewhere in Gong Street. <laughs> that's, oh, uh, that's stalking. I like it. It's, uh, it's good to know that our bad jokes are bringing people yeah. together. <laughs> Do we have time for one more? No. Nope. To technically, the answer is no. Thanks okay. to everyone who called, and we'll be back in the next hour with Basically, Tony. no one's trying to pick up our listeners. <laughs> that's what we've learned here. No one is actually trying to pick them up. Oh, there's a whole hour of show to go. There good. could be a happy ending for our listeners, and who'll be here to see it? Tony Moclair. Get this. Dangerous, dangerous stuff. Brought to you by Brenton Luke. That's Brenton Luke, not Brent and Luke. Frankly, they're pretty ordinary. Do what I want because I can if I don't because I want to. Afternoon, everybody. Be ignored by the stiff and the board because I'm gonna. Look, Ed, look, Richard, it's Tony Moclean. Oh, it oh. is too. Welcome back to the network. Great. It's great to be back. Good. Finally yeah. uh, got himself sacked from one of our rivals and he's Good back job. on board. Oh. Good job. Now, Tony, I used to work in the workers' hut that you and Mick used to work oh, upstairs. Right. What did you? What did we leave there? Well, two things. One was a giant bottle of champagne, yeah. Yeah, if you remember. And the other one, and I don't believe you left this, but I'm very glad you did. The biography that was, I've got to shamefully admit, was ghostwritten of Stephen Kernahan, the Carlton <laughs> oh, ex-president. Good. Isn't he called, don't they call him Sticky? Sticks? Why do they call him Sticks? Because he'd always go for the big sticks. He was very reliable oh, in front of goal. Oh, my that goodness. wasn't on my shelf. The only football or sport uh, related, uh, although I realised that, that guy isn't a footballer, uh, or is he? He is. He is. Sticky. Hopeless. Hopeless. Oh. He's a great footballer. Hopeless, sorry. I, public only, speaker. I had a copy of Pants, the Darren Mullane story <laughs> on my shelf for years. I don't know who he was, but just the fact calling a book Pants was a great idea. Well, d- did you ever recall that the great incident in Pants about Darren Mullane where he would go to a bar? You might like this one, Ed, and you can use this one. One of Pants' tricks was this. He would go to a bar wearing elephant underpants that had a trunk on the front. <laughs> and he would ask the barmaid for a beer and a packet of nuts. The oh, barmaid yeah. would turn her back and get the beer and the nuts and come back, during which time Pants had dropped his dacks yeah, and uh, was sitting there with the elephant underpants. Oh, right. Oh, and he would say to the shocked but no doubt very amused barmaid, yeah. the beer is for me and the peanuts are for the elephant. Oh, oh, no. No.
pants. I, I think that was a whole chapter in the biography. <laughs> yeah. uh, that where was that story for? Are you being cracked onto? There you go. Oh, we've got plenty more of that coming up in this hour of Get This. That'd be Gwen Stefani. It's the second hour, the classy second hour of Get This on Triple M. The big stories have been covered in the first hour, haven't they, Ed? Mm-hmm. Oh. Sorry, he's, uh, he's, he's of... taking the lunch hour, literally. Richard Barzett's here pushing buttons. Push one for Tony Moclair. Oh, thank you. Returning to the network. Yeah. This is Lee Simon's studio, and don't you forget it, oh, Tony. Oh, yeah. Lee Simon. Where yeah. is he? Where he's is around he? somewhere. He's around the corner. He it's, just uh... lives in a co- The former host of Night Moves, which went to air before you were even born. Did he have uh, a ponytail then? Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> I believe he did. And he had a giant white man's afro, I think. Uh, oh, he had it all. But... There's no hairstyle that <laughs> Lee hasn't dabbled with, <laughs> like, including a Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, look, he's kind of a mentor to us around here. Whenever great. there's trouble, we just go and kneel at the feet of Lee Simon. Mm-hmm. He says, it'll be all right. Just give them their hinder. Everything <laughs> will be all right. Uh, Tony, of course, one half of crud years mm-hmm. ago. You were Guido Hatzis, I believe. I was for many years. We want to talk about that later, uh, phone pranks-wise, but just a couple of things from the first hour of our show. Uh, you say that this whole thing about uh, pickup lines. There's a certain footballer who we won't name. No, who's got a couple of uh, pickup tips that our listeners might be able to use. Well, this one was at the height of his fame in the '80s. Let's just call him Mr. X. Okay. Well, okay, but and, not the, uh, but not Hamish not, Blake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Point that out. Yeah. Last year, his last year's guy. Hamish yeah. may have tried this. Who knows? But he, at the height of his fame, when he was he was a you know, the big news in town. Mm. He said he walked into a pub and when he walked in, uh, a woman who was uh, next to a pool table at the time, the, and the room itself was empty, he'd, con- he'd kind of gone in a, in, a, in a back way. Yeah. And the woman was standing by a pool table and she said, hi, Mr. X, I love you. Right. You know, she was a fan of the team for yeah. which he played. Okay. 15 seconds later, they were copulating on the pool table. 15 seconds? Wow. Yeah. Who that timed was... that? Yeah. <laughs> well, One of the he trainers did. was there. <laughs> 15, son. Did he have to get that down to 12? One of those blokes in the white coat. Yeah, yeah. What are they called? Uh, umpires? There, he would have been. Involved. Are they? He I don't know. Doing no the idea. point. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, well, he said he even in did, full view of everybody. He didn't care. He was the sort of guy yeah, who he just didn't, didn't care. care. No, he yeah. didn't care. And even the fifteen seconds you mentioned that was too long. He did get that down. He he also <laughs> kind of boasted. No, he was boast. There was yeah. no shame in this. That when he went to a certain nightclub in a certain not so swish part of town, yeah. one of the tricks he did was to go in and virtually grab women by the hair. Oh, they love mm. that caveman mm. style. Yeah, caveman style. And there was a car outside waiting. That which in this part of which in this part of town is called foreplay. <laughs> really? Wow. Did she think that she was lucky? She got yes, romanced. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. According yeah. to him. And the wow. footage was wonderful when it was screened on the Crime Investigation <laughs> that Network. That is amazing. That, yeah. is, that is amazing. Well, well so the, hang on a second. So you're, I'm in a nightclub, right? Yeah. I'm a young lady. Me and Richard yeah. are out. A couple of young ladies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. At a bar. Hoping to get some. Working yeah. the room. Right. Working the room. Putting out know, the vibe. And putting out vibe. Drinking, From what I hear, Ed, drinking you illusions. never have to hope you'll get some. No, no, listen. Hang on a second. The, the drinking illusions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then all of a sudden, I'm getting dragged by the head out of a bar. <laughs> yeah. And all I've got to do to see my Prince Charming is just look up, <laughs> make sure he plays first grade, and then just give the thumbs up as I get hauled out of there. That's pretty much it. What a dream a sim- scenario. <laughs> a, sim- a simpler time. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> It was, from what I believe. Shit, so that's, it makes that Rafe Fiennes look very slack, doesn't it? <laughs> and, and now, you were telling us, Sophie, you've got a son called Rafe. Is that right? Yes. Well, uh, he's Ralph, isn't he? Yeah. But he calls himself Rafe. He does. Mm. Is your son spelt 
Ralph? No, it's Raphael. Oh, He's not named no. after Men's Interest magazine. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and um, do, do you at all worry that Raphael might get a bit of the old Teasy Weezy from the kids because he's named after Ninja Turtle. Oh, <laughs> no, no. We, we hope he might get teased because he's named after a great Italian painter mm. yeah, or, that's or right. Archangel. Yeah, We're hoping it might go yeah, that way. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm into it. We hate late Renaissance <laughs> painters in this school. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressionist only. Uh, Come on, let's get out of here. We, there's something else that was going on in the first hour that you've got something to say about. That's the whole first hour of our show it is, is providing great. Yeah. fuel it's great. for Tony Moclear. That'll be next on Get This. That's the police. It's Get This on Triple M Around the Nation. Tony Moclear, welcome back to the network. He's on board today. And yesterday we had Damien Lovelock mm. in. He's a massively popular man, isn't he? He's great, isn't he? Sullivan Rifles, yeah. great band. Great band. He knows his football. Now, yeah. Ed, were you ever a fan of Radio Birdman? Who were contemporaries of, yeah. of Damien's band? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know them? Do you know Birdman? Well, I do, I do know a bit of them, but I know that there's a very interesting connection between uh, one of the people in Radio Birdman okay. and uh, now I don't even know if Tony Martin knows this. Yeah, no, I don't. The movie Top Gun. Do you know the connection? No, no. Come no, on, I don't. I've actually never even seen Top Gun. Really? Yeah. Well, see, I nearly walked out of it being an uh, I'm an aircraft fanatic. Oh, okay. Wasn't up and scratch? I, well, I, are you? Yeah. And they tried to pass off a Northrop F5E as a MiG-28. And I, I thought, I didn't, you know what? I didn't pay 14 bucks to be treated like an idiot. <laughs> That's when I walked out as well. Good. It was exactly that moment. Yes. Can I ask you something, Tony? A twin-engine Cessna, would yes. you ever get in one? Uh, well, you know, the, the very old joke about twin-engine planes, generally, well, light planes. No. Yeah. One engine, if one engine fails, the other one is there to fly you to the crash site. <laughs> okay, that's the uh, that's the old joke about those. Uh, okay, but segueing yeah, from planes you... to Radio Birdman, Dennis Tech was one of the guitarists in the band. Okay, and he was American. Okay, after the band broke up here, he went back to America. Mm. He trained as a no. as an ER doctor yeah. and a naval aviator. And he was in the U.S. Marine Corps, and he was serving in Hawaii yes. when researchers for the movie Top Gun Come came and on. visited his MCAS, his Marine Corps Air Station. Right. Dennis Tech's handle, or his, you know, kind of aviator flying name? Yeah. Iceman. No right. Way. And Dennis, Dennis Tech. Played Dennis Tech? Yes, he did. How is Dennis's volleyball? <laughs> <laughs> Richard, did you know that? No, I had no idea. Oh, oh you are so, so you're out of shape, Marsley. I know a bit about Radio Birdman, but <sighs> so next need time to... you see that movie, you remember there's a proud Australian connection with it. <sighs> we are trying to get Richard Marsden into shape for a rock trivia showdown with Alan Bro, who's mm. pretty well oh, credentialed yeah. in most areas. No, he is, and we're finding a few holes in my oh, research over well, the past few days. You've just plugged Top Gun thanks to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, could Radio Birdman be involved in our proposed Birdman rally? Do you think? <laughs> Here, I can get this. Great idea. Yeah. We want to do some sort of Birdman rally. There hasn't been a lot of support for our Birdie Gras, the gay Birdman rally. <laughs> Floats no. just yeah. driving off yeah. the end of a jetty into the sea. Not Foss- a lot of distance, but spectacular the, visuals. So you've the, got uh, no support from Sydney AM Shock Jocks on that. No. <laughs> that'd, that'd be a first. No one's waving a flag uh, for that idea. <laughs> How are we going for time, Nikki? Oh, we could. 
We've got time. Fantastic. Because we want to ask you about, in the first hour of our show, mm. we played a skit, which was based on a real story mm. I saw in A Current Affair. Oh, about a pussycat. A can with a great I love that skit. And it was just an excuse to play What's New Pussycat a hundred times. I saw that story, and if you remember watching it, the the reporters in those stories always have one eyebrow kind of cocked. Oh, yeah. It's sheer incredulity. And I don't know if that incredulity is due to the fact that a cat gets a credit card or the reporter's career is stiff. So badly, <laughs> they're doing a report on a cat with a credit card. But, um, <laughs> but it was five minutes long, and obviously they've got it back. And someone's gone. We need another minute in this. You got to go back and get some more. So the woman's gone down to a pet shop yeah. and gone. And how much stuff could the cat have bought with the credit card? We worked it out. <laughs> 150 scratching posts. How <laughs> <laughs> is this news? To the, to the producers of A Current Affair, I, I do want to know this question because I don't know if you were watching it the other night. Ed, I know you're across it. Big there was a great fan. story on about battlers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, now, oh, now the first story, battlers, these two battlers had acquired, one of them, 95 properties, uh, and the other one, this what? other bloke was like a miner. Oh, yeah. Wow. And he had acquired, I think, six or seven properties. Wow. So these battlers yeah, between yeah. them were worth about, let's say, $20 million. They then promoted the story after that where a shopping centre in a rich, swanky part of some city in Australia wouldn't let battlers beg for money. Oh, right. So the very rubbery definition of battler means <laughs> <laughs> you've gone from being worth $20 million right. to begging in a shopping centre. <laughs> Can we have some clarification, ACA? If you just have a rich bloke with a real locker accent, he can yeah. still be a battler. Like Lindsay Fox. Lindsay Fox. Fox. He's always a battler. He's yeah. a truckie. He's, He's a truckie. Did you hear that? <laughs> oh, I just see myself as a truckie. You're having Celine play your birthday party, bro, for $8 million a second, battling on, making ends meet. Uh, you're not going to deny this, Tony. You used to be Guido Hatsis. Yes, occasionally well, for the right person I am. We want to talk about that next on Get This. Yeah, they're just filling now. That's Eskimo <laughs> Joe. New York here. Get this around the nation on Triple M. Tony Moclear is yeah. with us. And I might just mention we've had a lot of people calling up wanting a Frank Butcher ringtone on our website. Frank Butcher, of course, Cockney Hardman mm. from uh, TVZ Standards, seen on UK TV on Foxtel. And this is the phrase that people want to hear their phone saying. Hot cow! So we'll get that up when we can. <laughs> I prefer, uh, but I love you, dozy horse. <laughs> That's a much better one. <laughs> There's a lot of... I have every right! <laughs> Very good, Richard Bass. Cue up a bit more. I think there's some Frank Butcher yeah, in the uh, computer. I love to yeah, hear a bit, bit of Frank Butcher. Tony, uh, there was an article in the Adelaide Advertiser today about you coming on this show. Yes. Now, we can get no publicity <laughs> for this show. Thanks, Tony. Anywhere. First yeah. bit of publicity we've had. So, uh, my apologies in Queensland. We've been getting some promotion, certainly. Oh, yes. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so you're coming on our show. It's the biggest publicity we've had. And it's ratings day today. <laughs> so right. watch it go really? through the roof. Oh, God. Thanks to me. Yes. I must say thank you, Leith, <laughs> for that one. We call ratings day excuses day. <laughs> no, you always blame uh, where the books fell or the music. Oh, ah, there yeah, 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 yeah. We're quite willing to blame the music. Yeah, yeah. Hinder. Uh, I mean, the name says it all. Uh, yes, have you got oh. some Frank Butcher there? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, just let's hear a bit of Frank. Darling, your child is a stranger to you. God help us. <laughs> all this for some cockeyed revenge about nothing. No, Barry had a kitten all that. Barry went off into the Scottish mountains wearing a pair of city shoes, like the dozy big plum he always was. Janine wasn't there. Oh. And because she said something to you, you've taken it as gospel when you should have known damn better. You 
have no right to tell me what to do. I have every right. <laughs> this is my daughter we're talking about, and it's you. And I love you, you balmy old horse. <laughs> my that, mistake, balmy old horse. And that's Frank going about, you know, like just in second gear. Yeah. So you hear when he gets worked up. Uh, now, okay, you were in the in the paper, Tony, yeah. and it said that you were coming on our show. And then it said that Ooh. you were sitting on some big radio news. <laughs> yes. What is that? Well, I can't, can't tell you. Oh, of course I'd you have can't. my throat slit. No, well, or we that always brings the program down, I find. <laughs> yeah. Got <a> Colombian <laughs> necktie halfway through. No dice. Okay. Okay, well, forget what you're doing next. Let's go back into the archives. Guido yeah. Hatsis, that was yeah. your, So many albums were sold. Yeah, there was so, a few. People were pranked uh, all over the country. And Did, we want to talk about phone pranks today. Well, the, the worst thing I ever heard about was a, a mutual friend of ours, Brad Oakes, who I worked with once, yes. and he'd gone out and said, uh, I met a guy called, uh, who was calling himself Guido, yeah. who hmm. was in this bar. And he had chatted up women, telling them that he was Guido Hatsis <laughs> and had gone home with these women. Oh, wow. Which is sexual theft by deception. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those so, names should be forwarded to you. They yes. really should. But the, the the most of the calls actually took place in the studio next to us. Wow. And uh, in the haunted studio. Yes. Wow. And the, the sometimes the uh, we'd be doing the show in Melbourne, and the show would go up to Sydney. Yes. And. Um, so Guido would get on and, and just talk trash talk uh, about his car, about how good it was, mm. about how fast it was. And these very, very irate Sydney callers would ring up and say, Guido, if you think you're so hot, if you think your car is so good, meet me at the front of Triple M in Bondi <laughs> Junction. To which I'd say, yeah, bring your mates. <laughs> <laughs> and then put the phone down. And I often wonder how many panel operators in Sydney were beaten to death. <laughs> That's him. That'll be Hatsis. <laughs> wow. And the actual calls themselves. I mean, uh, how did you go? I mean, was it always a happy ending? or No, it was often strange. You could have somebody who was just laughing along. Right. And then uh, we would always have to get permission at the end. Yes, that. that's the mm. tricky part. Which was left to the uh, the producer, <laughs> who would then get on the phone and the person would say, oh, that was great. Oh, that was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Okay, can we play it? No, I'll sue. Oh, ah. See, a lot of people who do prank calls uh, use the emotional blackmail technique, mm. which is where you get a friend or a co-worker mm. to suggest the call. Yeah. So then you do it. And even if it goes really badly... The person, if they say no, they're going to have to answer to the person oh, who organised yes, the whole thing. Yeah. It's a very good, good trick. Yeah, yeah, blackmail's good. Whereas I just constantly call people up and they're told, no, you can't play that. Yeah, you, it happens you, to you a lot so We are Telstra. We're not going to let you say <laughs> that you were Dave Hughes going to be the new talking <laughs> <book>. <laughs> We're the council of Bondi. We're not going to let you say you're Barry Manilow's manager <laughs> and can he come down here and sing live to scare hoons away. So you've got to have some yeah. kind of emotional hook yeah. to get people so to allow true. you to play it. I think in the old days you didn't have to have permission. No, they were a simpler time back then. Yeah. But I do know that the word Guido Hatzis has come out of John Howard's mouth. Really? Yes, we did a call to, um, just before the Queen came, I'm not sure if one of these, I don't think it made it on the album, because we obviously didn't get permission, but it was, um, you know, the you know short ass can stay at my place, all uh, that kind of stuff, you can work in the fish and chip shop, don't steal any of the pickled onions. I'm not going to do the voice tone, because that's um, no, copyrighted. No, understood. And, uh, it'll cost you $3,000. <laughs> um, and so I was kind of hassling his poor secretary, who was very, very close to him. All right. And she put the phone down. She wasn't at all amused. So she got on to, uh, to John, and he was having dinner with... Alan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was probably breakfast. All right, so whatever. And, no, he was having dinner, I think, with a, a bigwig in, in, you know, the company that owns Triple M. Mm. 
And uh, John Howard said to the big wig, uh, by the way, who's this Guido Hatz's character? Oh. So uh, I then had to do an apology, which was what? played on our show, an apology to John Howard and his secretary, which oh. was played once an hour. Now, the time when... Wow. The time when Jules and I actually offended a well-known mafia gangster who got shot. Right, yeah. Uh, for which we got a death threat. Yes. Ooh. For which uh, Triple M put a an unarmed, you'll like this time to save money, an unarmed guard out the front of Triple M. What the, uh, no, because well, all that is about is if the guard gets shot, yeah. that gives you an extra couple of four or five seconds to get out of the building and you'll hear the shot. Yeah, and he was just wearing a barnstorming T-shirt. That's not standard for a security guard. So... When uh, I actually spoke to the guy, the, the, the death threat happened on the Monday and by the Friday we knew nothing was going to happen. So on the Friday, when we'd stopped running into the cab, uh, I said, so how's your week been? And he said, oh, it's been so boring. He was... <laughs> really? <laughs> it's in a hairdresser to protect us. But <laughs> Mr. Humphreys was the security guard. <laughs> uh, in the case of offending the, uh, the connections of the dead mafia gangster, we yeah. had to apologise. Twice an oh, hour. Twice right. an hour. Twice an hour. And it was a kind of, you know, almost tearful apology too. And was it the Gosh. same one played over and over and you had to crank it up each time? Uh, yeah, it was done on a Triple M kind of rotational basis. So, <laughs> wow. yeah. But imagine if you could have got John Howard uh, saying that on tape. Yeah, Wouldn't beautiful. that have been Oh, that would have been nice. But yeah. unfortunately it never happened. Do we have any John Howard today? No, I don't think it's a little late. <laughs> oh. uh, but uh, the old adage, uh, better late than never, uh, even if it is late. We are uh, running. I don't accept that. But anyway, uh, sure. uh, the important thing is the merit of it. Yeah, okay. okay. Thanks, yeah. Johnny. We are that, I've seen that number of fingers very few yeah. times before. Let's yeah. go to a break, and then we'll let the listeners get on board for some uh, phone prank stories. Get this. Others think it's so crazy they've started a protest auction to raise money for charity. Brought to you by Dan, that guy on Ed's MySpace. Get this. Triple M. Let's get this around <laughs> the nation uh, on Triple M. Uh, Tony Moclair is with us. So the old radio stories are coming out. Oh, and I am digging it. We were just talking about how last year there was a radio station, a new radio station uh, that was launching in Australia, and they had a billboard up in Melbourne. Uh, for their Sydney breakfast show. Ah. <laughs> and it was up for two and a half hours before someone noticed. And you're going, wouldn't you have noticed, like, when you were pasting it up, the word Sydney, <laughs> like, ten feet tall? Sydney's best I, breakfast show in Melbourne. Well, a lot of those billboard posters go through seven years of intensive training. <laughs> they're, they're like surgeons. What happened there? Uh, we were talking about phone pranks. Obviously, you've done a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, have you done much phone pranking yet? In I your don't time? have the guts, man. No. I don't no, have the guts. Because it takes guts to I, make an anonymous it, phone call. It does for me. <laughs> I can't. No, it really does. No, honestly, I, feel, I can't. I just... You know, we were when we were away. Actually, I was away over, over Christmas. We were in uh, New Year's New Year's Eve. I was in Vegas with Ryan and and, uh, yes. and Hamish and somebody else. And and uh, and and um, we were trying to get into a nightclub that night because we'd forgotten to go and get tickets. Yeah. And uh, and Hamish was on the phone, you know, like chatting away. And I couldn't even be in the same room. Right. I can't. I just get so embarrassed. And, and that's and not it, even a prank. I know it's like a legitimate phone call. And I was cowering <laughs> in the toilet, <laughs> scared for my yeah, life. You, I were, just, you weren't even tempted to jump on and do is your fridge running? No, no it's a wing <laughs> the wong number. Uh, yeah, what's that one? I like the wing the wong. Uh, oh, oh <laughs> hey, it's a classic hey. that you're talking about. The office. Are you? No, I can't remember. Yeah, how it well, is. Are there any walls there? You didn't try that one. Is John Wall there? <laughs> 
Jim Wall, Mrs. Wall. Are there any walls there? No, there's not. Then what's holding the roof? Oh, up? that's pretty good. That's going to be a short album, the Ear Cavalry Fun <laughs> prank album. I'm pretty uh, wussy with them too. I my the one I actually still get a royalty check for occasionally because it's from one of our albums that gets played in America is just me calling up a place called Shed World, <laughs> trying to get the bloke to say the word shed twenty times. Oh, that's gutsy. Yeah. You wouldn't try that one, Tony, I'm guessing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Richard Mars and Shock Jock. Uh, we, I created a soundboard before soundboards were even created on the net, like just through Cartrack, finding old offcuts from a Warwick Kappa session when he was voicing a promo. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I had Warwick Kappa saying, hi, how are you, Warwick Kappa here, oh. and then called a whole bunch of celebrities that were in the producer's book and uh, managed to suck in James Rain. Oh, yeah. George Danikian. <laughs> right. Uh, they all thought they were speaking to Warwick Kappa, but the only person who didn't, uh, you know, didn't go with it was Colette Mann. <laughs> oh, really? I was, couldn't suck in Colette Mann. Wasn't her, biting? Her, her bullshit detector is permanently on. Amazing. Good luck getting around that. <laughs> well, let's find out. The listeners, have, surely they've done a bit of pranking. Mm. Give us a call now. Uh, for real, if you could, you know. I guess this could turn into a phone pranking be, Yeah, this could be Hello, I'd like to talk to get this, please. <laughs> Apparently the key is oh, an Indian accent, I'm told. Come on, Tony. Me no Reiki. No, we'll launch me no Reiki tomorrow. Oh. It's too offensive for this time oh, slot. Come uh, on. Call us now. Tell us what happened. One triple three five three. We know Bon Jovi here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. We're talking phone pranks because uh, Tony Moclear is with us. Good to hear you back on the M's. It's nice to be here again, Tony. He's done a few uh, pranks. Are we playing any Cool for August? <laughs> Does that ring a bell? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think we there missed, you go. We miss Cool for that? August. Cool for August, about 1997, had a mm. song called Don't Want to Be Here, and we were lucky enough to interview them on the show. Their tour manager was an ex-Marine, and I think he must have been Special Forces. We were doing the interview at about a quarter to eight <laughs> at night. He checked out the studio first for any uh, snipers or bombs. Uh, really? Snipers? Yeah. Well, no, you, you can never be too sure with a band like... Cool for August. Yeah. How did the song go? That's right. Uh, yeah, you, you don't want to know. It's pretty kind oh, really? of yeah. bowling for soup were taken out by mistake. <laughs> uh, I thought that was just like a station promotion. Cool for August because we're celebrating Borgust here. Everyone ah, dressed right. as the Borg yep. from Star Trek. Yeah, that's what we. Yeah. Can you feel like the it. crackling excitement <laughs> in the air? Who have we got on the line, Ed? Hi, David. Hey, get on, Ed. Good man. What happened? Uh. About 20 years ago, I made a prank phone call in the area where I was living and uh, managed to lose my virginity in the... Yes! Oh. <laughs> How did that happen? That happened, David. Well, me and a mate used to do it. We, we'd always dial like the first three numbers that were in the same area that you lived. So yeah. you knew you weren't hassling someone in another state or whatever. Oh, yeah, so hang on, rude. hang on. Does Ring a Root actually work? <laughs> So uh, what happened? What happened? Well, I just put it to her like with that really nasty voice. I want to do this and I want to do that to you. And she just kept saying, "Well, that sounds great. Where? How far away?" Are you? <laughs> and I said, "Well, I've got to be local." And right. And then when we got chatting, she uh, said to me, "Look, I'll tell you who I am and where I went to school." And then I realised I I knew her, and okay. I was quite embarrassed about that as well. And I also okay. knew a big brother. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just went for a um, quick push bike ride down the other end of Nawi and. Uh, Sorted. That was the end of that. Oh, I, right. I couldn't wait. You know? And she was working as a Qantas flight attendant at the time. <laughs> da- David, so, that is so romantic. That's beautiful. Yeah, well, we never saw each other again, and oh. uh, it's yeah. been great ever since. Oh, I'm sure yeah. you'll be able to prank each other again at some point. You know what you are? You, you're giving hope to t- telephone perverts everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the heavy breathing might just pay off, guys. Keep up the good work. All right. Hello, hello, David again. How are you? Good, how are you? Very good, sir. Talk us through it. Well, uh, during the school holidays, as kids, uh, 
did not much to do. We used to prank calls, and we used to call a particular place and ask for Mr. Brown. Mm-hmm. We used to call them back about five or six times, and then a couple of hours later, we used to ring up and say, Hello, Mr. Brown here. Any messages for me? Oh, <laughs> nice. Beauty. Yeah. That's, that's I side, like that. I think that's side two of one of your al- <laughs> early <laughs> albums, <laughs> isn't it, Tony? Yeah, I... Uh, prank calling triple O is not to be advised with that one. <laughs> oh, right. They're not happy about it. No. Uh, about David, that's a simple one. Did you ever get any action out of it? No, just a lot of hang-ups and piss off your shit-ass kids. There you oh, go. Okay, that's a catchphrase. Yeah, you got to be happy. <laughs> Hello, Mark. How are you? Not too bad. What, uh, Yourself? What, oh, very good, sir. What did you do? Oh, 30-odd years ago, I think we actually pretend we were a free uh, KZ radio station giving a free trip overseas, and oh. basically it was just answer a simple question, and they go, oh, you know, where is that answer? And say, okay, well, you've won this trip, but it's, you know, so much spending money and everything, and they'd go, oh, yeah, okay, no worries, and then you say, okay, look, hold on, hold on the line, and I'll put you onto the secretary, and she'll take all your details, while well, you'd put her onto the girl, and she'd talk, and they go, oh, I thought this was a prank, and they'd give you the name and address and everything, I was magnificent. So you go the extra mile. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got accomplices. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's it, exactly. You know, it just, it just, it just put it, you know, the, the, the icing on the cake, really. It, did. it gave it a sense of authenticity, mm. which, is, which is nice. Yeah. And, exactly. Uh, and uh, what, how would you end it? Would you just hang up or...? or just... Yeah, pretty much. I will, okay, well, the tickets will be in the mail soon and uh, that's uh, it. And they're Job still done. waiting. Wow. Yeah, we, that's we, it. We have been fooling people that we're a show on Triple M for over a year now. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. Robin, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yourself? Good, sir. What did you do? Well, uh, a friend of mine, she said, uh, I sounded a bit like Jamie Oliver. So uh, she, wanted to, she wanted me to phone uh, a friend of hers up and pretend that I was Jamie Oliver. So oh, it's sounding great. Can you give us the mild speech defect that he has? The, uh, the mild speech defect, oh, lovely jubbly and all that. <laughs> yeah. And what did you say when you called her? <laughs> well, we said that, uh, you know, like we'd uh, gone through all of our, our records and uh, found out that, you know, she'd tried to contact Jamie Oliver before and uh, that she'd been the lucky uh, winner of uh, his latest book and uh, <laughs> chucked in a few lovely jubblies and she was really wet herself. So. <laughs> she bought it. Uh, happy ending? Yeah, it was very, very good. She did uh, She did that on in the end, but, uh, yeah, she ran along the the, uh, the line for about two weeks, so, yeah. <laughs> two weeks? <laughs> wow. You're calling every day. These uh, are great calls. We only have time for one more, I'm afraid, Ed. Who's it going to be? Uh, hello there, Ange. How are you? Good, how are you? Very good, thank you. What did you do? Um, when we were younger, we used to look up uh, names in a telephone book, and, um... We used to ring up and say, hello, um, actually, we used to act like we were secretary saying, this is a Georgia Concrete secretary. <laughs> yeah. We used to ring up to tell you the 400 uh, kilo cement is not coming Wednesday, now coming tomorrow morning <laughs> at 7 o'clock. And they'd be like, listen, love, we didn't order any concrete. And we'll be like, look, I don't know, my computer say here. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, every call of uh, potential radio <laughs> show today. <laughs> as that is, as that's great. <laughs> so much. Uh, we look, I've got to say, just on that last caller, you know, prank calls in an ethnic voice, very cheap. Yeah. <laughs> very cheap.
achievement. Not clever. Oh, Not come clever. on. We are going to have to do this again. Yeah. We clearly have. Sorry to everyone we can get to. This is a great idea. A nation of prankers. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be back to wind the show up in a minute on Get This. It's time for us to sign off here and Get This. We've run over. Thank you, Tony McClear, for sitting in and good to have you back. Yeah. Oh, it was a pleasure to be back in this studio where there is so much history. Oh, it yeah, certainly is. great. Oh, so many old prize packs. Look at that. So many uh, libelous stories off air. Wonderful well, stuff. Look at that huge stack of Wigfield CDs. <laughs> <laughs> I you remember one of those, the, the story I didn't tell you was the time we interviewed somebody from Customs. Oh, yeah. And they brought in a sniffer dog. Oh, yeah. A sniffer dog at a commercial radio station. Oh. People fled the building like it was the World <laughs> Trade Center. <laughs> recipe for disaster. <laughs> I've never met anyone with so many good radio stories. You'll yeah. have to come back and get a few Please more in. Sir. Well, I can tell you, Tony, we've barely scratched the surface. Oh. And I know you have got something to plug, but you're not allowed to plug it. Well, no, I can't. It's a radio thing, but why don't I plug the Einstein Factor, which I appear on occasionally, ah, hosted by Peter Burner, who demands, and a lot of people don't know this, great guy, Peter Burner, but at the ABC, his writer, he stipulates he must have midgets with plates of cocaine on their heads. Oh, is that right? You heard it first. It's disappointing, but it's true. I think uh, Tim Bowden pioneered that uh, demand <laughs> years ago at the AB. Uh, our key phrase today, I think, was simply... Potkel! Ah, oh, and we'll be back with our original co-host tomorrow, Peter Rosemore. And it's all thanks to, as yet, nobody.